think you're reaching. I'm going to wait for people to load on, but welcome everybody. You're locked on to the zone season four, episode three. I'm so happy. If you are watching this, you're either on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever channel, whatever you're watching, whatever medium, make sure you share out the link. Let the people know that we are on right now live. I'm so happy to be with you guys. Season four, uh, Season four, episode three. Of course, I want to big up our sponsors every week. DJ Simply Smooth, Maverick Customs, Rhythm Stream, and Mr. Roots. Want to let you guys know when we get to season five, we are looking for sponsors. If you want me to talk about your business, your product, I can do that right here. So if you are interested, make sure you email us info at socamatters.com. And also don't forget Planet Soka is doing something very cool. If you are a Soka artist or a producer and you're looking for capital, for mixing and mastering, maybe beat purchasing, music distribution, marketing, the whole shebang, then Planet Soka is going to help you. All you got to do is visit www.sokamatters.com and then you got to click on their icon. It comes up big, big, big on your screen. It's like that video you just saw. It's called the Soka Investment Matters Program, the SIM icon. Click on that, fill out the form, and somebody from Planet Soka will definitely get back to you. So today's show is going to be a good one. I actually, before I even get to the intro, I want to play this video that is up on this man's YouTube now. And the reason I'm playing it is because one, I was there and two, it just shows his skill and who he is just a little bit. It's an old video from 2018, but we're going to talk about it in this interview. So I'm going to throw this in. We're going to play a couple seconds of this and then I'm going to do my intro. So check this out. Watch out, Puffy gonna take it to you. Watch out, Puffy gonna take it to Scratch Master now. Watch it now. Watch it now. No one girl can satisfy me. A Scratch Master, so you're doing. Scratch Master, wait till him. So of course, there's a little bit of that. You already know if you've been seeing the promo, I'm talking to the master himself. He is not only just a radio DJ, he's a, a, a DJ, radio personality, remixer, mastering and engineering. He does voice and ad production. Some would call him a mentor. And because I'm Guyanese, I like to call him an all in one cook up because he just does a little bit of everything. I want everybody to welcome to The Zone, episode three, Scratch Master. Boo -boo -boo -boo. Yes, what's going on? What's, <laughs> what's going, going on? on? How are you, my friend? I'm good. Good. I'm that video, boy. I could do that all <laughs> over again. Oh my God, I'm gonna get to that. I, I, I that's that was an epic day, at least for me, because I love both you and Puffy. I've already, you know, interviewed Puffy and just watching that live. I mean, the crowd reaction itself was insane, but we gonna get to that. First, I wanna say welcome. Thank you for being here on The Zone on behalf of our sponsors. We're very, very honored and happy to have you here. Um, I did wanna ask first off, where are you in the world? Cause I can never keep track of your behind. I'm in Grenada right now. All right, you were I'm in Grenada. In Grenada. Right and yeah. how is COVID-19 over there? What's the situation like? Because as you know, Toronto a little F up right now. <laughs> Toronto, Toronto is a movie, man. I mean, right now, Grenada is at zero cases. Wonderful. Well, Congratulations. However, there are still restrictions. 
Yeah, of course. You know, and I just can't wait for this to be over, to get back to not having to wear a mask, not having to think twice about anything, yeah. about doing everything that we used to do, going on an airplane, yep. coming to Toronto, yes. going to Havana, going Sunset, you know, um, all of that right now. I just miss that. This to be over, man. And we can't answer, wait to see you. Trust me. Yeah, I, I, I need a flight right now. I, yeah, I hear that. I need that. immigration to harass me again and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask how your family was doing. You know, you always post up, you know, pictures of your your handsome son, Jaden. And of course, mm -hmm. I did my research. I'll say it now. You and your wife are celebrating, I believe, seven years of marriage this year, or not seven, eleven years of marriage this year. So early happy anniversary. How how are your family doing during the pandemic? You guys are keeping safe and all that good stuff. Yeah, we we safe. It was challenging at the beginning because when this pandemic hit, nobody knew what to expect. Right. I thought this was going to last two weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When they did all the lockdown and thing in Grenada and they said we had our first case and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this will last two weeks. We'll make Ubasoka later in the year. Mm -hmm. Everything back to normal. Right. Toronto in June, July. But we, I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody in this generation, because remember the last pandemic was 1920 something. Yeah. About a hundred years ago, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a century ago. So yeah. it was new for everybody. Yeah. And the, I think what, before the vaccine came out, mm -hmm. I think what was a bit scary for a lot of people was the uncertainty as to how long we were going to be in this state. Absolutely. You know, how long before we could go back to any, and I mean, it was only now it's, well, I can't talk for Toronto, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's only now that, you know, you're kind of seeing a bit with some places, like, I mean, you yeah. saw America, they no longer have that mask mandate, yeah. you know, um, with the vaccine out and so on. It, it's just a matter of time. And I don't know if you heard the news, but it was recently reported ported last uh i think it was friday actually got we don't have any summer events so uh toronto carnival caravan is canceled our cne um any festivals we have like we have big festivals like taste of the dan force taste of italy anything any street mm -hmm. festival they have now canceled it so for us there's no carnival this year again which that's serious tabanka now like <laughs> yeah everybody's getting that um yeah. a lot of places this is their second year of not having it st vincent not having carnival same thing, I yeah. That. Although I heard, stand to be corrected, I think Antigua's still having theirs. I could be corrected on that. Um, to me, I saw Barry Hyde post something about it. I'm not I'm not too sure. But I'm I know Grenada, um, mm -mm, no carnival. However, no they, well, I wouldn't say no nothing. Last year, it was no nothing. <laughs> but the jab and them still come out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can't stop that. I mean, <laughs> you can't. You can't stop that. How are you gonna stop vibes? You can't. One, they can't stop jabbing Grenada. No, I mean, of course not. They can't. But I think this year, what they're gonna do is, um, because we had zero cases, mm -hmm. they're gonna allow promoters probably to have events, like not stage show where you bring in somebody and thousands and thousands of people, but more intimate events right. where you probably have a couple hundred people and so on. I think they they're gonna do that because presently. Um, we had zero cases. We still have curfew. Curfews from midnight to four in the morning. But right. um, but there are some events that are taking place on a much smaller level, which is a mm -hmm. start. Yeah, right. A before step. there was nothing. Before everywhere was a ghost town. We had the lock up the 
well, not lock the lockdown, sorry, and um, curfew and all of that. But yeah, uh, do, do you think the curfew the curfew's working over there? Because it's not it's not something they've imposed over here. I know there's been lots of debates. Do you feel like in Grenada the curfew's working over there a bit? Hmm. Let me just <laughs> put it this way, and I'm speaking for me. My opinion is it worked when this was at last year. Right. Right. I would say it worked. When the pandemic just hit, you didn't want people out, bam, bam, bam. I get it. Right. Right now, as somebody told me, curfew from 12 midnight to four in the morning, that's bedtime. Yeah. As, you know, um, we sleep in. Plus, plus, for me, if you don't have, um, we had zero cases. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why they're doing what they're doing. And it's probably the reason Grenada is in the position it is today. Mm hmm. But just as somebody like myself who, you know, travels a lot, it could get frustrating at times. Yeah, absolutely. So I think right now, though, you know, I mean, St. Vincent Prime Minister said it best, you know, when he looked at it, uh, what are you trying to tell me? This this, this thing, um, Corona, only comes out at night? Right? He's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. The man make a true statement. Only at nighttime yeah. it has come out. Like, Only don't give at me no I mean, during 12 o'clock hot sun on a Friday and town people buzzing all over the place. Right. Right. You know, but at nighttime, you must stay home. Yeah. But can't it's fight it. Yeah, you can't. It is what it is. I hate, and I know, I think you said it in another interview too. I hate that people are calling it a new norm because it's not. What was it Ain't that you said? It's normal. So for me to say this is new. No. Right. Yeah, hello? Yeah, oh, sorry. It, it kind of froze there. There we go. You're back now. Yeah, ain't yeah. nothing new about this normal. Ain't nothing normal about this. Nah, nothing. Yeah, ain't nothing normal about it. Absolutely. It's yeah. ridiculous. I did want to ask because we're on this topic of the pandemic. Did you find that you were able to stay like I know last year was different. Were you able to stay productive and motivated? Was that something you struggled with a little bit? And how has it allowed you to be a little bit more creative because it's been something you've had to adjust to? It was an adjustment. Um, I think what this pandemic has taught many people is not to take <clears throat> certain things for granted. Right. The little things you take for granted, the little freedoms that you have. Um, what I would say came out of it, and after we got banded for this a lot, is um, the whole Twitch platform. Yes, big um, up banded. I heard, I heard that story because you, you was not a man on Twitch, and banded had to tell you, "Come on, time to yeah, get on it." My name is not Puffy. I'm not. I'm not the one that just loves to go on a camera like hi. No, <laughs> I, I leave that for him. You know, <laughs> I, I do my thing. I stay. I'm very reserved. Anybody right. who knows me, I am reserved. I take a back seat. You like what I do, I appreciate it. But yeah. I ain't, you know, like all up in your, you know, things. But yeah. he told me about it. I was like, boy, you sure, boy. He's like, yes, ting, ting. And he, he wanted me to do um, Haunted. Right. 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 So I yes. invested. I went, bought. I said, man, did you make him spend money? When I buy a thing, <laughs> get my GoPro and so on. And interestingly enough, when I did the first leg, mm -hmm. right, for Bandit, mm -hmm. with, with the setup and so on. Right. When I was finished, I was I was sweating. I, I told him, I said, yo, I felt as if I was actually at an event. I heard you turn into a little dance man. No. Well. <laughs> what is this story? 
I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Bandit is the dancer. I am not the dancer. I see that different side of Bandit that nobody even knew about. <laughs> Got a big old Bandit. Got a big old Bandit. Bandit going, he had to bring nobody for his events again. <laughs> don't Sunset Star and Bandit. <laughs> Oh my God, big up Bandit. I got big up Puffy too, because Puffy's on here on Twitch. He's like, why the man calling my name? Wee. So big up yeah, Puffy. He's always called my name, so I know you get on both. It's almost like when I talk about you guys, it's Bati and Bench or Bench and Bati. I don't know who is who, but mm. <laughs> always you guys, your names are connected. I did want to ask too, um, a lot of people know that you're originally, well, a lot of people may not know, because I actually didn't know all this time. I don't know why I thought you were like born in Grenada, but you were actually born in Trinidad. Right. Thank you very much for getting it correct. Yes, Thanks. I am a Trini. Yeah, Trini, Trini by yes. blood, by barn and raised. Born. But then I guess I gotta ask now because you've been all over. We know you've been in Barbados. I know we're gonna talk about like your radio life and stuff, and you've moved around. But yeah. if you were born in Trinidad, then why and how did you end up leaving TNT uh, and going to Grenada? Well, that wasn't by choice. Um, mm. When I left Trinidad, it was because of my parents. Their jobs relocated them to Grenada. Right. And okay. With that relocation to Grenada, um, I mean, I was interested. I, I liked music and so on, but I wasn't, I didn't know anything about anything back right. then, at that age, you know? You know, mm -hmm. you just like something, but you ain't with the thing like you, but you like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when we went to Grenada, when they came to Grenada, I was still in school, um, mm -hmm. finishing school. And then, um, I met um, Simply Smooth. Adrian, right? big, up, big up, one of our sponsors, of course. Yeah, Adrian is the one who's really responsible for me doing what I do and how I do it. Nice. Because the same way that you all compare Puffy to myself, you know, um, the way Adrian plays and the way I play is pretty much similar. Mm. You know? so, Adrian was like a mentor then. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. He, he he knew what was what. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Right. But you know, yeah, the AJ know nothing. But you think you know everything? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of that. It, I know there was a story too. Like you were talking about, because you know we're talking about the days of vinyl, mm -hmm. and there was like one hot day or something, and and you know you wanted to practice, and I think you were like trying to carry your the crate from Adrian's, and you went to his house That's to go trying. get it. I went by Adrian, <laughs> yo. No, but when I look it. back, when I look back at it, I wasn't driving yet. I was still, was I in school or just started working? But anyway, mm -hmm. what happened was I wanted to practice. I had right. one turntable. My dad bought one turntable for me. So Adrian lent me one side of his. And I mean, I just started to buy records. I didn't have a lot. So right. he lent me two crates of records. Oh, God. But two. It's the I walked with these records because I didn't have transport. I oh. walked, listen to me. Driving, that is about a 10 to 15 minute drive. Right. Minute wa drive. Walking Imagine is. Walking, driving for 10 minutes and walking that distance is two completely different things. I and two set of crates with vine. Oh crates. my walk God. Walk and stop. Walk and stop. I tell you, these DJs right now that. They don't I mean, know. Thank God, man. You can put a million know. songs on your laptop. You can put one song, the laptop has the same weight. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, um, I got big up Odyssey. He's locked on on Twitch. He said, release the 90s mix, boy. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. 
Odyssey, behave yourself. Behave yourself, Odyssey. Odyssey. Let me I have Odyssey. a 90s mix. So I already have two 90s mixes, actually. I have one with dancehall and one with, um, no, three. One with R&B, one with dancehall, and one with um, hip-hop. And I remember, it, it's funny, I know there was, I can't remember how long ago this was, but you and Puffy were on Slam. And there is like this whole session y'all did for like a couple hours, I think. And I, I got hold of the audio and that R&B, oh, yeah. and you just mixed it up. It was R&B, there was reggae, but the R&B part, cool. Because I know like, you know, obviously you're in the Caribbean scene, so people expect to hear the dance hall and the soca. But when you start hearing the hip hop and you start hearing you guys lashing out the R&B, that's a whole nother level. Like, whoo, if y'all don't know. Got, you got to check your YouTube. Your YouTube. One, I know it. what you're talking about, but one mm -hmm. thing with, me, with regards to my whole style of DJing and my approach, I always try to please ladies first in a party, and then Thank anything you. else can happen after that. Thank you. Thank you very much on behalf of the ladies. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> I anything else ask. can happen after that. So I gotta ask. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not stupid. I probably figure it out. But who gave you the Scratch Master DJ name? Like, how did you get it? I always wanted to ask you that. I never asked you. Um, well, I got the name from a mixer, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. When I was a teenager trying to figure out what do you want to be? Not what do you want to be, sorry, but, but what do you want to call yourself? Because for me, a DJ name is important. Yes. You know, I, and I wanted it to identify with what I am about. I had mm -hmm. other names I was toying with that thank god i did not use but, you want to uh, tell us some of those names oh my god <laughs> oh, I to call, I, what? I put like, you on this if, if you remember if you don't yeah, remember i know so simply smooth nose though <laughs> adrian knows your story my mom has yeah. a saying well, mouth open story jump out so you never know <laughs> yeah adrian knows my story man but i mean what happened was one day i was watching beat this is what happened I was watching BET Teen Summit. Yes. And, yes. And interestingly enough, for me, one of the DJs I looked up to outside of Adrian, like international DJs, was a female mm -hmm. DJ by the name of Coco Chanel. She ah. used to she used to DJ on Teen Summit. So I would mm -hmm. see her cutting it up and thing, and I'd be like, yo, crazy. And then one day the camera did a zoom on her and I saw the name of the mixer. I was like, wait. Gemini Scratch Master. The Gemini is the brand of the mixer. Scratch Master was the name of the mixer. Right. Like that will work. That will work, and that yeah. worked ever since. And people yeah, don't yeah. know, like at that time, and 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 our age being younger, it's different. We didn't have the social media and the things going. On. Now it's like, can I hashtag it? What does it look like for branding? So it really, it really is important. But what a branding a, wasn't a thing back then. No, it wasn't. But now it it's wasn't. even more important. But it's very it, important now. Yeah, you pick good though. I like it. <laughs> so let's yeah, talk bro. about your journey into radio and being a DJ. Now, I don't want to get through the whole backstory because I know in a lot of interviews you say that it's super long. And I'm mm -hmm. aware that your passion has always been there because I know in another interview you mentioned that your dad was a, a, a DJ, but he did more like house and techno and yeah, stuff, right? Yes, house and, um, well, and I, not, not, how to put, remember in, in their time. Mm hmm. You see how now we, we stream on iPods and you put your music on your phone and so on. Yes. Back then, people would buy records. That's before it had CDs. Yeah. They would buy records. So he had this immense record collection. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he had a turntable to play it on, obviously. But it was nothing to, uh, like, what, 
you go to anybody's house in the 80s and so on, you'll find a turntable, you'll find a bunch of records that they like. That's how you do it. And um, yeah. that's how my curiosity with it really started. And then I think what happened, I mean, that's why I'm glad I, I mean, everything happens for a reason when you look back. But if I didn't come to Grenada, probably I would not be where I am right now. Because mm -hmm. everything with me musically, I got exposed to in Grenada. Ah, everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Between Grenada and, and, and I learned different things when I moved to St. Vincent. I learned different things when I moved to Barbados. Mm -hmm. When I went to Barbados, my style of DJing changed. Right. You know, Barbados taught me mainstream, big time. Um, and is that, is that where you like, because I think it was Barbados, was, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you did the DJing, so you went into radio, but was it in Barbados that you went into radio? And what made you want to just go into no, radio? I, I was doing radio since Grenada. Ah, uh, okay. I was doing okay. radio since Grenada. As a matter of fact, I used to work in the bank and do radio part-time. No, oh, um, that sounds like my life, except for yeah. the bank part, but you know, got a job, got to work, do both. Yeah, but <laughs> I just got fed up with it and said, I'm going to do this thing full-time. Yeah, I was young, had nothing to lose, and I mean, I have no regrets, you yeah. know. So, the um, radio in Grenada is where it started. Right. And interestingly enough, literally a few months after I resigned from the bank, Adrian and I had to go to St. Vincent to play at mm -hmm. a party, right? Mm -hmm. So, we go to St. Vincent, and this is probably like our second time going, right? And because if people don't know, Adrian, I used to mic for Adrian, so. I was always. Well, you're yeah. shy, really. You used the mic for him. Shy until I drink. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <That's Dr. J. laughs> nah, I used to mic for Adrian. Adrian used to play, and I used to mic. It was right. Scratch Master and Simply Smooth. We always worked together. Right. So we went to St. Vincent, and um, this was like the second time. And while we were there, we had a spot getting lunch or so before the event. And one of the promoters came to me and he's like, would you like to work in St. Vincent on radio? I said, radio? But I was doing radio in, in Grenada, right? right. Mm -hmm. So he said, I said, um, okay, what's it about? He told me the, the format of the station was Hot 97. Mm -hmm. When he mentioned Chinese laundry was going to be involved, I was like, I come in. Yeah, who's going to say no? I wouldn't say no. no I'd be like, yeah. Chinese laundry was Chinese. the shit. She was the shit then, right? I never met Chinese laundry. I always looked up to the guy going to school. So I'm like, if it is, and and that time they had 96 in Trinidad, 96, you know, we FM. So I was like, mm -hmm. yo, it's a win-win situation. And yeah. that's how I ended up being in St. Vincent. Now, had I not left the bank, chances are that would not have lined up. Right. One you door know? closed and another few open. You see how that works out? And then how I met Bubba to go in Barbados is another weird story. Because, Let me hear. <laughs> no, no, this one, no, this take the cake. I didn't know Bubba from anywhere. Right. Right. Bubba wasn't an artist or anything. Bubba, he, as a matter of fact, he was called Baby Bubba. Really? I did. Yeah. I actually did not know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bubba was called Baby Bubba. So what happened was Razor Shop, mm -hmm. right, from Trinidad. Right. Working in 96. He went to Barbados and he went to Club Extreme, right? Because right. Bubba's parents, they owned Club Extreme, best All club right. in Barbados. Right. So he went there and he just happened to go in the club and Bubba was playing some pop remixes and thing. And 
Long story short, he went to Bubba, told him, yo, you're real mashing up the place, ting, 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 and they exchanged contacts. Right. So remember, I don't know Bubba. Right. Razor Shop went to Barbados, saw him in the club. Razor Shop gets back to Trinidad and hits me up, right? Mm-hmm. And tells me, he says, Scratch, I have a Mac, but Bubba is using PC. This is his email address. Just mm-hmm. tell him that I tell you to message him to get the remixes that he has to send me. Mm-hmm. And that is how I met Bubba through MSN because oh. he gave me his, and you remember MSN Messenger, right? Yep, and ICQ yeah. and all of that, yes. Right. So I'm a little old, eh? So I'm with you on this. Yourself. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so I added Bubba. Baby Bubba. B- baby Bubba, sorry. And we started exchanging remixes. Right. And he liked what I sent. I liked what he sent. And that is how I ended up going to Barbados to play in Club Extreme several times and him meeting Adrian and then we form a hyperactive song. Right. And then Slam came about years after that. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that story. <laughs> Baby Bubba. Yo, weird. Weird. Baby Bubba turned to King. I love that. How long weird. how long were you <clears throat> how long did you go to Barbados for when you did Slam? Like how long were you there? I was there from twenty ten to twenty fifteen. Oh, wow. And then after that, you came back to Grenada? Yeah. I'm at Power 95 in Grenada now. Oh, yes. Don't talk yet about that because I got questions for you. I heard some big news there and some things going on. So I got questions for you on that. Um, First, let me get to this one question. We talk about mentoring. So obviously, your name is synonymous whenever you hear Puffy. And likewise, with that trend, you know, back and forth, because there's that mentorship that you had given him prior to him even getting to, you know, Red Bull 360 and the three style championship and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. My question to you is because I know everybody talks to you about oh, mentoring Puffy, but I want to know, why do you like mentoring? And I'm sure there's other people you've mentored. Um, because like I said, you're a humble person. We know this about you. Why is it that mentoring is something that you like? Because I find that with a lot of artists that I've talked to behind the scenes, mentoring is not a thing for them. Like they don't like doing that. Which well, the thing me. about it is, I'm going to tell you, mentoring isn't really a thing for me either. It's just oh. that Puffy was in a situation where Simply Smooth brought his demo to me for Slam. Right. Um, I didn't know him from before, but when I heard the demo, I was impressed. I was like, I could mm-hmm. hear something, you know? Right. And then when he came to Slam, it just so happened that the shift I was doing was the one he had to come and oversee. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Puffy knows. When Puffy came to Slam, before you all know him as what he is, mm-hmm. you know, he had a lot to learn. Right. Right? He had the skill. This is one thing I give him. That brought, he, he had that instinct. Yeah. You know? And so, hunger. Huh? And the hunger. Oh, yeah. And he had the hunger and he had the discipline. Yeah. That is why a lot of people see what he's doing and they would message me on Instagram. I wanted to, I want to be like Puffy. I want to do, I'm first thing I'd be like, be yourself. Yeah. Right. Because he is himself. Right. Yes. Our styles may be similar when we play, but our personalities are completely different. Right. And that's what makes him him and me me, mm-hmm. you know. And um, when he came, you know, he, he observed. And the one thing with him is that he listened. Yeah. At no point was he like, I know this thing already, what you telling me, and you know, that you know, that kind that of attitude we talk about again, where you know everything before you actually do anything to know. Yeah, and he, he himself, I think Adrian told me that he himself said that when he came, 
you know, it's like he had to rewire his whole brain on how his whole approach to music, right? You know, and how how it's played, you know. But I mean, he he really is. He's phenomenal. He really is. He <laughs> you know what though that's what works like you said his his personality is very extrovert which whenever mm -hmm. like you said now that i've seen the both of you together i've seen you live in action i've just seen you as people because you and i have talked we've debated r kelly for example <laughs> you know what i mean like it's such a difference <laughs> people don't know this i've talked to scratch we had debated a whole r kelly situation i was in my feelings we had a whole debate people don't know People don't mm. need to know, because like I said, I'm like you, you know, you kind of move <laughs> humbly, but we have Puffy over here who, you know, you've worked with on his craft and given him that advice, and then he's just taken it and run with it, which is crazy. But like you said, if people don't have that discipline or they're not willing to put in the work, then you can't expect to go to a Puffy level or anybody at that level unless you're putting in the work. So well, let me tell you, he put in a lot of work. Yeah. He put yeah. in years of work. You know, people only see the, 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 the you know. The nice. The, the thing, no. Yeah. But yo, I remember when he was coming to slam, he had Yui going on. Mm -hmm. He wasn't driving yet. Mm -hmm. He would balance slam, Yui, and playing out. Yeah. That ain't easy. That's hours, boy. That's a lot. You know? That's a, a lot of loss of sleep and you know, irregular hours and going to bed all hours of the night and then trying but to the one thing, the one thing that I think he had from the get-go, and he has it now. That is similar to me, apart from the playing style, mm -hmm. is that instinct. Right. You know, I tell DJs all the time, young ones, think before you play. Right. Don't just go on and, all right, just pick a song. Yeah. You know, I'm based on who's in front of me. Will this work? Will they like this? Am I doing too much of this? Should I pull back here? Should I switch it? All of that. Right. It comes with time, but it's instant, you know? And yeah. um, he has that. He definitely yeah. has that. It doesn't he matter really who plays can. before or who plays after. It doesn't matter. He really, he really can read a crowd, and I love that. And so can you. So let's talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. I want to get to clashes a bit. So those who were at the beginning of this interview or those who are watching this on replay after the live, I played a video. Now that video is from Puffy and Scratch Master Clash in here in Toronto at Cabana, Cabana Pool Bar for Dr. J. Big Up Dr. J was one of his soaker die jams back in 2018. I also want to big up D-Life because he was on the mic that night and Allison Hines who was there um, in the booth with us. And it was just insane. And and talk, speaking to what you just said, that that instinct, you, I totally saw that with both of you just which song to pick but it was just not planned there was just literally you guys having fun and the crowd was reacting so my question is not really about that night it's more about the clash culture in general what is it about clashing that you yourself um as a dj as a person what is it that attracted you to that clash culture what is it that you love um well the clashing i like clash culture but i'll tell you something about that night with um dr j that mm -hmm. wasn't not planned. I know it was totally that, nobody planned that. People, that 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 we we didn't go there knowing we were even going to do that. It was him do his set, I do my set, but it just so happened, you know, Doctor J switched it to another genre, and Puffy pulled out his laptop and is like, I think Doctor J asked Puffy to finish playing the dance off. Yes. So he Puffy did. started. I was there, and he's like, 
okay, we could split this. Just hook up. I play one, you play one. And that's how it was. It was like he played one, then I played one, and then D-Nice picked up the microphone, and then <laughs> the whole thing changed. <laughs> <laughs> it just turned into, like, and the what, what I loved was the energy coming from the crowd, well, man. Let me tell because... you something, yeah? Let me tell you something, right? Puffy probably didn't even realize this. I pulled Puffy down my lane during that, <laughs> during that um, thing, right? I pull him when that ludicrous played. Uh huh. I was like, "Eh, you ain't carrying me down there. You, <laughs> you follow, follow me. <laughs> you switched it up. I know. I watched, boy. I was standing right because it's some parts in the video on YouTube. I remember I had sent you. So like, there's that angle of up top, and that was me taking that video. And I was just like, I couldn't stop recording. I was in friggin' awe. Like it was crazy. But you're right because he tried to take you one way, and I Scratch was like, "I ain't having this. I ain't going down that way." We're not doing this today. This <laughs> but I love it because anybody who watches the video, and I may play some of that video at the end of this uh, interview, but anybody who watches that video can see the crowd. And and I think for me too, just watching it as a fan, but also talking to you guys on a personal level, it was just amazing to watch. But Clash Culture when, when that finished, I had a headache. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, no, God. no, no. Listen, I had a, my, so many emotions went through my, my system. Because playing next to Puffy, that one for one, especially when our styles are so similar. Yeah. Some of the songs he drawed for are songs I would draw for. Right. You it's know? like playing yourself. I, I said this. I felt as if I was playing against myself. <laughs> right? And it it what I liked is that it was organic. It wasn't planned. It wasn't anything personal at all. This was just a showcase. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... It was hype as hell. It really, and it rained. People don't even realize it rained. So like they had garbage bags on the booth to protect the laptops. And in the video, in one of the spots, you couldn't even move the mouse. You had to literally take your t-shirt and wipe it so like you could move the mouse. Like <laughs> yeah. that is the amount, if, if nobody who was there would understand the amount of energy that night, like that was one of the things for me, I guess, in the highlight of my MC and radio career that will always stand with me watching the and two That's of you. one of my top two or top three moments of, of DJing ever. That cabana. Mm -mm. When you look at Dr. Jen and say, J-Boy, you get through. Yeah. Yo, for real. Okay, and I tell him, boy, you get through. <laughs> yeah. It really was. It was so crazy. Oh, my God. So let's mm -hmm. talk about... You as radio personality and program director. It's so funny. You've got all these skills for a man who's so humble and so introvert. So um, everybody knows you as a radio personality. Obviously, you've been over in Barbados on Slam. Now you're in, on Grenada. I know that you do the AM Power Mix. But what I learned in my research is that you're also program director now. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I came as a program director, as a program director at Slam and also the program director here. That's awesome. So how did you transition from... That, what made you want to transition and be like, yo, I can totally do this. Because for people it, who don't know, a radio program director is 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 big shoes. Like, you got a lot of responsibility, man. You got a lot of responsibility. You get a lot of artists that don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you when do. you don't play a song. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that happened to me from since St. Vincent. Ah, okay. I went in St. Vincent to be the, I was the assistant not even program director. I was the production assistant with the editing of the commercials. Yeah, right. But then um, something happened and then management came to me and said, 
we want you to be the program director. So I'm like, why oh, you don't want me to be the program director? We know what you're talking about. <laughs> and they told me, they said, Scratch, you've been doing this all the time and you didn't realize you've been doing it. Right. Right. So that's because how it's, it's become so innate for you, right? Yeah, like music selection and so on, you know, knowing what to play, balancing it, creating yeah. clocks and all of that. And then um, with Barbados, I went to Barbados in that role. Right. You know, started Slam from scratch. You know, that was a project that um, I was very proud of because yeah. Slam is beautiful that, now. It's the first station that, I mean, I went to Hot 97 at the beginning, mm -hmm. but I was part of a process right? that, that I learned, mm -hmm. right? I had to carry the process to Barbados. Right. You know, and we had like people like Salt and Alex Jordan and Lady Envy and DMC and, you know, proper, proper that, no, slam, something else. Created an impact there. Now I'm here in Grenada doing the same thing. And you know, even as a, a radio personality, you've you've interviewed quite a lot of people. I watched your um, your interview with like Wyclef Jean and stuff. Is there any interview that kind of stands out for you oh, from yeah. all that you've done? Which one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll never forget this interview. My first interview with Buju. <laughs> oh, tell me. This is Talk before Buju me. went to jail. This is in Saint Vincent. Yo, right. Buju comes in the station, and. He sits down in front of me. Right. And DJ is playing. So I'm like, all right, afternoon, ting, ting, ting. So I told the DJ, okay, play one more and then you'll get my instrumental and I'll start. Right? Right. The DJ plays the instrumental, I start. I say, good afternoon, you're listening to Hot 97. Right now we have Buju in the studio. Buju, what's going on? Buju is to look at me and say, <clears throat> little music playing, I'm on. Give me a couple vibes. Stop this. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? What did I do? <laughs> what did you what say? Do? <laughs> yes, Let sir. The play like catch our vibes. <laughs> Yo. Oh my God, I would have been so intimidated because obviously, Buju, all of us, you know, you would grow up 80s, 90s. He's the man that influenced a lot of music, a lot of DJs. Like, how did it feel having him sit in front of you even before he spoke? You're probably like, all right, oh, yeah. we're doing this. We're just like, let the music play in my mind. We'll catch our vibes. You do that so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, you just move on, man. I mean, did it. Um, I think another memorable interview I had was when I did um, Lady Saw. Yeah. Lady Saw. Lady Saw was something else, boy. Oh, my God. She was, this is before she converted and stopped doing dance hall, but she was funny. She Lady had Saw jokes. had me rolling. Lady Saw say, I don't know whose man this is, but I, I, I had him from Woe and all. No, she, he's a character. I say, oh, Lady Saw, you ever have any? I think I asked her this. I said, Lady Saw, you, you ever had a man problem? You ever had any man problem? She's like, No, yes. As she, as she say yes. I said, What problem it is? They just don't want to leave me alone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she had plenty, plenty chats. Plenty like chats. Ooh, a good thing she converts. I'm sure she's got pastor jokes now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about you as the master of sound engineering and mixing and all that stuff. I, I learned again from my research. That's something that kind of you fell into by accident. I first want to explain to the people that are locked on, explain that quick difference. If you can make it quick, I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
between mixing yes. and mastering before I ask you my next question? Mixing and mastering are two completely different processes. Mastering. Oh, I think it froze. Hold on. Or the person I produced. The, the person you, I you might have to repeat that again. You got to repeat that again. Okay. It, it kind of froze there. So, no problem. Yeah, start again. Sorry. The difference between mixing, the difference between mixing and mastering is this: the person who produces the song will send me every instrument separate. They'll send the kick for itself, the snare, the keys, each one separate. And it's my right. job to listen, EQ, and adjust so that it sounds like like it makes sense, you know, so that nothing is sticking out too much to the point that this sounds like, you know, it, you know, it, it makes everything cohesive, you know? Right. Um, mastering now, when it finished gets mixed, Mm -hmm. Mastering is a process where you take that song, so they'll mm -hmm. send you one file now. So mm -hmm. it moves from 20-something or whatever, how much tracks to one track. It goes to the mastering engineer. Right. You take that one track and you apply things like compression and limiting and EQing to get it louder, bigger, and sound like anything else that is playing presently that is commercial. Right. What is it you enjoy most about, whether it's mixing or mastering as, as somebody who engineers this music? Like, what is it most that you enjoy? Because again, like like you had said in under, other interviews, you had fell into this by accident. So what yeah, was it that drew you to? What, what, what drew you? Well, when I was in St. Vincent and I was editing commercials, I was right. always curious about, you know, getting my commercials to sound better. Right. Right. That's how it started. You know, when we do all the fancy promos and so on, I would always want to know what, how the hell I could get us to sound better. And that's how I started in it, really. And then right. with advice from engineers like Andrew Denny and Parry Jack and so on, you know, it did help to grow from there. And I don't know if people know, because I know this, because I follow you, obviously, but obviously you, you were the one that was mastering um, <clears throat> the final version of the wedding album by Masha, which is a great accolade. Congrats on that. Um, mm -hmm. When somebody comes to you, like an artist comes to you with a huge project, so you got Masha, but there's so many people you've worked with that I know you've mastered their works. What does it feel mm -hmm. like when they come to you with this huge project? Huge project? Like, how do, you, how do you prep? How do you feel? What do you do? Do you like, do you have that moment of pause where you're like, oh shit, all right, I'm about to do this? Um, the first time I worked with Marshall, yeah, that happened, mm -hmm. right? Because I make, I did this wedding album for him. I also did the previous album for him, the one, um, God, I can't remember. The Monk on the Monk album? The one that has the picture of him with his dad or so mm. by the console. Right, <clears> yes. You know? Um, it depends on the person. So like when Marshall hits me up, you know, I know I have to be on time. Not that I'm not on time, but you know, um, they have some serious deadlines that they have to meet. Right. And they are usually last minute. Of you course. know? They have <laughs> oh yeah, they're usually I've been I've had to have my phone on on standby for tracks coming to me at one, two in the morning that have to be released for six. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know? Oh, my goodness. That's when in the middle of Carnival, though. This yeah. project wasn't, the wedding album wasn't as bad. You know, um, I got the stuff in ample time. I mean, they were waiting on tracks and so on, so I worked on what was presented to me. 
you know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. The thing about um, it is once you enjoy it, it doesn't come across like work. Right. And that's the biggest key. I that's, think once, once that changes, that's when you're like, uh Oh, I've hit a, I've hit a stage yeah. in this career where I might have to switch up. So you're right. Like I'm in the middle of several projects right now, several, and it doesn't come across like work. I just pace myself accordingly, right. you know, and, and make it happen. I got to ask you, even though I've seen this in one other interview, but of course this is a different audience. Teddy Riley's on that album. Obviously, you know, there's Lauren Hill on there, Afrobeat, you know, that like other people, but with Teddy Riley being who he is, what was that like knowing that you're touching a project that Teddy Riley's also on because he's massive? Boy, that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, the approach doesn't change. Right. Right. The approach does not change, you know, and um, but to know that the likes of Teddy Riley, Lauren Hill, even before this album, when he worked with Ashanti, mm -hmm, you, know, mm -hmm. um, you know, it it's good for the resume. And, you know, I'm just blessed that he trusts my ear to work on his stuff because Marshall could work with anybody. Yeah. Marshall does not have to call me. <laughs> you know, they could work with anybody they want and they could get anybody they want. Right. You know, so that's I love all that. 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 That is a true testament to who you are, just not as a person, because we also know, you know, the monk himself is about energy, but also you as a professional. So to know that, you know, you got big names like that trusting you is a true testament to who you are. I'm always in awe of your work other than just being a DJ, just hearing like, when I see your name on credits and things, I'm like, okay. So my my other ear tries to turn on to hear if I can hear what you did or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's always cool, like seeing your name attached to those projects. Here's another question I have for you. As a DJ or even yeah. as a, a radio personality, you ever feel like you're gonna run out of ideas? Like, in a, for example, in terms of mixes, have you ever felt like, oh my God, I plateau? Cause let's talk, like you're shelling mixes, you're at 160. And you just did the party in April for that. That's you're at number one sixty for shelling mixes. So do you ever feel like you're gonna plateau? Is that even possible? Whenever I get that feeling, it is possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're human. I, if you notice, I used to do shellings mix every week, and now I kind of do it every other week. Mm -hmm. Anytime you say I don't put out a Shellings mix is because Scratch is not in a mood. Right. For me, mixing is something that's supposed to be organic. Yes. Even DJing in front of a crowd. I don't like going to a party where Buju followed by Capleton, followed by this, followed. I'm not a band. Right. Right. I, I don't work with lineups. I don't. Mm -hmm. The only time I'll work with a lineup is if it is I'm at a stage show and I have mm -hmm. to play for probably like 10 minutes yeah. in between bands and it's not about the DJs it's really about the artists but you the you know just the thing yeah um, I will work on a lineup this is what I come to shell with for 10 minutes but right. like if I get hired for Toronto like when I come to Toronto or so on you don't see yeah. me going to make any lineup no, I'm you not just kind of I seen you just kind of open your laptop and you just vibe it, it's it's a vibe. It's supposed to be a vibe. You're supposed to be able to read the crowd that's in front of you. That's why it's wise to get to an event early 
And don't go and play Star Boy and Michael Jackson and just come on like if <laughs> you're coming and right. sing a song that nobody else sing. Right. You know, I try to get there early. I pay attention to <clears throat> what the DJ before me is playing. Right. See what is moving the crowd. See mm-hmm. what is not moving the crowd. And something that a lot of DJs need to understand. Right. And I, you're a female. You could attest to this. Mm-hmm. Talk you to don't have to be jumping with your hands in the air and screaming at the top of your lungs to be enjoying yourself. Correct. Right. You could be a DJ could play a song and I could watch somebody's mouth just do like this singing the chorus or something. Mm-hmm. And I know that's your song. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily jump and get on. So I pay close attention to body language before right. I go on, especially if I'm playing at a spot that I've never played at before. Right. You know, of, of so. course, because that's key for when you're traveling. Like, obviously, there's been places that you, even though you've traveled to many places, there's still spots that you, people will, you've probably played at or you, you have yet to play at. And you've got to look because you're right. Like, as a female, I know I don't always jump and waving. I'm not 18 no more. I can't do that. But I will be in the corner, like you said, right? I'll be, yeah. my, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do my thing and I'll vibe. So if you're picking up on yeah. that, then yes, DJ's got to know. You've got to pay attention to everybody, you not just the attention. five people in the middle, in front of the DJ booth going, yeah, no, not just those people. No, you not just those. You, you have to look at the bigger picture. Right. And don't just have your head in your laptop. You have mm-hmm. to raise up and watch and see who's in front of you. Yeah, That is so important. Understand the demographic. Walk through the crowd. Mm-hmm. See what the ratio of younger to older is. Because, you know, Toronto is a place that has... You know, you all have events with diverse crowds, uh-huh. right? And plus, with it being Toronto, you have people from like yourself from Guyana. You have Trinis. You have the Grenadian contingent, Bajans there. You know, Vinci there. So Lucian as well. Yeah. So you, you have to, you have to take all those things. In- oh, it froze again. Oh, there you are. Are you there? Yeah, there you go. Sorry, it froze again. But you have to take all those things into consideration because of the diversity wherever you go. You're absolutely right. Especially in Toronto, we're like, like I said, we're a little little mix pot of everything, man. You get every, you can get a mixed breed. Well, we love you. Toronto's my favorite. (laughs) I did want to ask if you didn't DJ, what do you think you might have been doing now? Was there any other childhood dream you had? I mean, we know you worked at the bank, but put aside the bank because I, I don't see you being a teller for the rest of your life. But <laughs> Was there anything you wanted to do other than DJing? I mean, because like, like you said, you kind of just, I like music, like you said, you kind of went into it, but did you have a childhood I dream? I went into it. I went, honestly, no. I think music coming to Grenada helped me to discover that. And discovered mm-hmm. at a very young age too, right? Because you have some people not until they reach an adult, probably in their thirties, forties, then is when they discover their passion, right? You know. But um, when I started to delve into music and started to really pay attention and get better at the craft of playing music and entertaining crowds, and listen, ain't nothing like a crowd being in front of you and enjoying what you're doing and connecting with you. No, that feeling is priceless. Yeah, you're right. Cause and that energy to Miami and he played in front of that crowd is like, you miss that. And yeah. I mean, all of us in the industry and the fraternity, we miss that Twitch offers a slight something 
you know it fills a, a small gap but nothing beats the energy the, yeah the energy from a crowd yeah it's unmatched and seeing people i love i always love when you go to a a, a fet like we said we go back to that that clash with you guys and just watching the people react or like you know when they're just getting stupid and just smacking their friend like yo you, did you hear that like yeah getting stupid is right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like i love that so you're right like there's there's nothing like that i'm sure we'll get back to it it'll be different but i'm sure we'll get back to it and then again right back to what it was when it's yeah. done it's going right back to what it was yeah it will it'll probably be even bigger and better because many people like the bandits of the world like puffy they've all been practicing and and building and honing their craft to make it better so i can't wait because like you said even though music is uh has been coming out the past year or so we haven't been able to play those tunes in like a big party so like no. we'll be able to go back and do an archive of the whole year and just yep. bust up and have a good time so i can't wait for that all right exactly. so we're gonna get to something fun now usually and you're the first gentleman on this show i'm doing this with so last season when we did season three i had all ladies and i called it getting to know the ladies of the zone but now we're gonna play this game getting to know the scratch of the zone <laughs> <laughs> because everybody knows you as a DJ and the this and the that, you know, we're going to ask a, a few personal questions, nothing too crazy. But right. if it is crazy, then you could tell me X that we're not answering. Oh, true. Okay, I, wait, wait, I tried to make it, you know, a little nice. So here's an easy one. What does Scratch Master like to eat for breakfast? Hmm. Breakfast. Um... I would say eggs. Yes. Okay. Just eggs yeah. by itself, a little toast, a little tea, a little something. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm big on the tea. You know. I, I give me my water and I'm good. All right. Good. All right. So what does your morning routine look like when you were working from home? What was that like? You know, get up, do your workout? Did you just get up, eat, do your thing? What was that looking like? You mean when the pandemic just started? Mm -hmm. Well, interesting enough, when the pandemic started, we, we because we're frontline, mm -hmm. we still went to the station. Right. But the only thing that changed in the station is that the office staff did not come. But if right. it is you on air, we, we continued on air. So my routine didn't really change. The only thing really is that my son didn't have school, in-person school, so he did schooling from home. Right. And, um, you know, literally as soon as you finish, you came home. You yeah. Know, everywhere was total lockdown yeah same thing for our radio station so i get that okay are you an early bird or are you a night owl early okay early bird i'm okay. a morning person i because i've been because of the bank i have to blame the bank having to go to work for what o'clock 7 30 getting I there blame, i blame life because even since the school days, you had to wake up early to go to school. Every damn thing for me is wake up early, wake up early. So wake right now, early. even when I go on vacation, I my body clock messes with me. I do um, the morning show. I have to be on air for 6 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 4.45. Sometimes mm -hmm. I wake up before my alarm. Oh, God. You're programmed so, now. Yeah, my body's programmed. So like when I go on vacation, you know... You're up. Myself waking up. Yeah, you're trying to relax, but your body's just like, oh, time to get up because I'm used I to this. I can't sleep late. I cannot uh, sleep late. Some people right. can sleep till all midnight. I can't. I just can't. It's too much. Yeah. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you tend? Have you learned or have you taught yourself to just? I guess you've had to because of the pandemic to just relax a little bit, like sit on and take a breather, or are you just always on the go? 
um, well, with the pandemic, you didn't have a choice but to take a breather. Right. But in normal, you know, a normal day, are you always on the go or do you know how to sit down and take nah, a Sometimes, no, like weekends now, like a day like today or tomorrow, sometimes I deliberately disconnect from music, disconnect yes. from mixing and mastering to a point, unless I have deadlines to meet, then I have some right. deadlines to meet. So I ain't gonna get to disconnect this weekend. But um, okay. outside of that, yeah, you know, and probably... You know, go on Xbox and beat Shaman basketball or something. <laughs> Sham, I had Sham. to get that out there, man. I mean, oh, Sham. You know, he's just weak, you know. Oh, just so a that bunch means of weakness. Oh, lad, Sham, the words. He's licking you with the words. Why? Where is Sham? Sham, Sham he's here right now. Oh, God. Know, big up Freedom Stream, of course. Big up okay. to, yeah, big up Freedom Stream, man. Also want to pick up a couple people on, on Twitch and YouTube locked on. Uh, C-Lex Unrated, he's in Toronto here at DJ. DJ Precision is locked on. DJ Tricky, I think when you were talking about, you know, DJs needing to, you know, pay attention and hustle, he was saying absolutely. So big up all these guys locked on. Okay, here's my next question. You're a man of many skills. So if you could learn one new professional skill, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> Keep it PG, eh? No. <laughs> Just oh, boy. Um, I never thought of it. Oh, you never. We could come back to that. Don't worry. I got more questions. One new for you. professional skill. Yeah, or if you want any skill. I mean, because you're a man, you're doing all kind of thing now. Radio, DJ, mixing, mastering, the man of run station after station. So nah, if you could learn something new. it would have to be outside new. of music. It would definitely have yeah? to be outside okay. of music. That makes sense. You could, um, since you're always near a beach and water, you should learn to surf. surf? <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh -oh. swim? I can't swim. I shouldn't even I, talk. I, I, I could kind of. Oh, you I can mean, float. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> you know, there was a time in Barbados. I nearly drowned, you know, and Bubba, Bubba saved my life. You know? Oh, baby Bubba. Thanks for being the floaty. Boy, that was something else, boy. Oh, my God. Do you want to tell that, was, that story? I'm So now boy, I'm interested. You can't just pop we, this out and not tell me. You know, we went, I was there to play out for a weekend. Right. And we had one of those floating things to climb. Right. So... You know, being in the water that long, I climbed it, right? Right. But I didn't realize how much upper body strength strength I exerted from doing it. Right. So imagine the the, the thing to climb is here in the water. Right. And then a, a, a little way out is a floating trampoline where he was. Right. Okay. So I was proceeding to swim from there to the floating trampoline. And midway. That was it. Your body just kind of said, nope, we're not doing this uh -huh. right now. They thought oh, wow. I was joking. Oh, my God. And then he realized I was serious. And Bubba saved your life. Yeah, boy. Yeah, big up Bubba, boy. Bubba's more, more than anything, Bubba saved your life. Thank you, Bubba. Because then we wouldn't have this, <laughs> this masterful mixer mastering man. So thank boy. you, Bubba. King Bubba is a king boy. I love Bubba. Bubba's so cool, man. He, I, I've met him. I have yet to interview him. He's one I'm going to... He's going nah, to Bubba's gonna a good to. interview. Bubba's good people. And he's funny. He's freaking hilarious, man. I oh, love yeah. it. Okay, here's the next one. What is your most used emoji online? Because I know you as a man like to drop emojis here and there. I see you sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. I just see you. 
Because, um, you know, everybody's got it. You could pull up your phone right now, and I'm sure there's like a top four, you know. Let me do that. <laughs> Let me see. Tell me where your top three are. I'm so interested right now. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were going to WhatsApp somebody or even Instagram, maybe Instagram, because I know you're active on there. Every now and again, I see you drop a comment yeah. somewhere under Jay's stuff. I use the laughing emoji a lot. I use the laughing emoji a lot. Okay. And I use the one to cover your face like a lot. Oh, this one, the slap face one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Oh, yeah. So nothing X-rated. Mine has the shit emoji. Nah. The what? <laughs> The shit one, you know? I just use that nah, a lot. Look, you horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the next one. If you had the power to teleport anywhere right now, where would you go and why? I'd go by my parents in the States. Oh, where are they? Years. Where in the States are they? In Delaware. Oh, wow. So you haven't I seen them? I normally go every year. Mm -hmm. Right, but because of the pandemic, I didn't go last year, but I am going this year. Good, I'm glad. Big up, yeah. big up to the parentals in Delaware. I love that. Okay, after that, I'll come to Toronto. Yes, come because I'm sure Jay misses <laughs> you for sure. 100. I know I miss you because I love when you're here and everything's crazy. Okay, here's the next one. Um, did you have a childhood crush, a famous one? And if you did, who was it? Um, childhood crush. Oh. Anybody you wanted to love up a little bit? Celebrity? Wow. <laughs> Interesting. That's you a good question. I know. Thank um, you. I just do my research, you know. Yeah. I know what to say for that one. All right. We could come back to that. That one's at an IOU. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. If you had your own late night talk show, who would you invite as your first guest? Puffy. <laughs> you know what? That makes sense. I, even yeah. though it's a standard, like I, I figured, but that would make sense. You know why? Because that would probably be the most organic and fun yeah. conversation. I have I to think. think twice. No. I have to think twice. What do they say? Sometimes what you know is what works. So why reinvent the wheel, right? I don't like reinventing the wheel. No. It makes okay. no sense. Here's my last question for you. When we talk about musical decades, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, which decade do you love the most? Maybe 90s. as a DJ. Yeah, of course. I know this answer. Yes. 90s. I know this. Hands down. Yes. Hands down 90s. Hands down. And that's for me, I don't know about you, but for me, 90s, it would be any genre. I feel like the 90s as a whole, whether it was dance music, techno, reggae, soca, calypso, like all of it was just, it was just on point. Let me tell you something. There, and I say this to the now generation a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, I get everything evolves, everything changes. I get all that. Mm -hmm. But for me, good music is something that there's a formula that fits what we determine as good music that makes a song stand the test of time. Yes. Right now, we're in an era where record labels are looking at numbers, streaming. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. they care more about your image and 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 how you look and so on, and how much of a following you have. Yes. Instead of how talented you are, and you have to sit in and ask yourself. There's a reason why a song from like Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. There's a reason his music stood the test of time, and Bob Marley is way before '90s. Yeah. Right. 
there's a reason Michael Jackson's music, mm-hmm. Billie Jean, mm-hmm. Human Nature, mm-hmm. you know, stands to the test of time. There's a reason even Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye's music stood the test of time. And I think what's happening with music now is that it is lacking the emotional connection that we would have to it. So whereas before, you would hear the instrumental for Beanie Man Romy yep. or, or, or the playground. You just hear the instrumental yeah. before anybody. Oh, playing. na, 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 na. You just hear the build-up. And, and, you, start, and you start to move, right? Mm-hmm. No, now you're in a time where that doesn't happen so much. Yeah. And there's a reason why Bruno Mars leave the door open is so big. Mm-hmm. Because he tapped into that. Yes. Big time. Big time. Right? Big, mm-hmm. big time. You mm-hmm. feel a certain way when you hear the song. I love these songs now. When you hear it, I don't know how to feel. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I and you know, know, there's some of them are even some of them are even trying to sample the old 90s stuff that we were connecting with, but it's still not making that same connection today. It really isn't. No, it's not. I it's mean, not. it's like I saw this 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 um this question. It popped up on Power 105's page, right? Mm-hmm. With Charlemagne, the God, and, and, mm-hmm. and Timberland. They were talking. Right. And they asked, if Usher were to go up against Chris Brown in a versus, who do you think would win? <laughs> I would say Usher. Right. Charlemagne said, Usher, right? Mm-hmm. Timberland's response was, yeah, Usher is cool, but Chris Brown got songs. But Charlemagne's response was, yeah, Chris Brown, Chris Brown got songs. Usher got nuclear weapons. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you could have a lot of songs. You have a lot of catalog. But mm-hmm. how many of those songs are still relevant now? Exactly. You know? Look at the song Usher did with, is it Kalani? That she sampled his old song and they did that track together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, his songs are the test of time. Absolutely right. You know, and 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 right now because things are so easy to do, you know, anybody could create a beat, get somebody to come and sing something. Yeah. You know, it's it's lacking, it's lacking that. So that's why I say nineties, because for me, nineties, a lot of nineties stuff still relevant today. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot. Hundred percent. I'm not even gonna say more than that. Tell everybody where they connect with you on social media. Tell them how to connect with you on Twitch because you are putting videos up on there. Oh yeah, I'm on Twitch practically almost every day. But yes, it's every early. morning. Yeah, early. it's more. I saw it. It's early in the morning, but it's you're still early. there. I do the AM power mix, so I go live when I do the power mix. Um, on Twitch, it's DJ Scratch Master. On Instagram, it's Scratch underscore Master. Right. Um, I am looking to do another Shellings Mix live. When? When? Tell the people. I'll tell you when. Honestly, I was looking to do it next week, but but I'm not doing it next week. The reason being, one of the DJs that has to be on every Shellings Mix that I do is not in Barbados right now. Ah, yes. I spoke (laughs) to Puffy about it. I say, yo. Yeah, he's in Miami, right? Right now? Yeah, he's in Miami. And... He's going to be out of Miami the end of the month. So I would say somewhere in the middle of June, um, I would I would um, look to have another Shelling's Mix Live. That was so that would, be, that would be number 161? 
No, this or is different. This is this is the this is the Twitch version. Oh, of it. okay, gotcha, gotcha. One sixty one okay. is already out. I dropped one sixty one last week. Oh, you did? After See, one, oh god, yeah. I gotta catch up. I'm clearly yeah. on behind. <laughs> I, have do, I have to put together one sixty two. All right, good. Scratch, thank you yeah. so much for being here. I love this. This is this is why I love talking to you, man, because every time we chat, it's organic. It's just it's just chill. Thank you for so much for being on yep. the zone season no four, episode three. You're the best. I love you, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Everybody else that's locked on, don't forget to follow him on Instagram at scratch underscore master. Of course, if you're watching Planet Soka, you can hit us up on Instagram at Planet Soka One. Or if you're checking us out on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, it's just at Planet Soka. And of course, I am MC Nads everywhere I am with tree Zeds because I fancy. Um, scratch to take <laughs> us out. I'm going to play some of that. Uh, that battle from 2018 that we love, that oh clash. The, uh, but thank clash. You, the headache clash. But I am going to play that. Thank you so much, Scratch, for being here. I appreciate yeah. you. We are going to talk soon. Everybody else, bless up. We'll be back here next week at 2 p.m. Eastern. It will be the last episode for season four. And then we coming back strong for season five, I believe, in uh, July, which is closer to my birthday. So we got something All coming right. up for that. So let me play some of this. Scratch, thank you so much. Have a blessed day to you and your family. Take care, you too. <laughs> oh, is it gonna play? Let's see. Shut him down, open up shop. Hey, look at the crowd. That's what I love. You see the crowd? Yeah. I like this. Who played that song? Toronto represent. That was Puffy. That was you. Oh no, that's Puffy, right? Yeah, that was Puffy. That's Just me now. Yeah. If you having girl problems, I'll be you, son. Look at Allison, I love this. <laughs> I love that you played that, can I tell you? Oh yeah, bro. I know, that caught everybody off guard. Cut it. Yeah, I had to tell him that I played. You wanted to play some song that I played already. And you're like, no, you're not, no. <laughs> yeah, I had played that. Yeah, you did fall in. That was earlier, yeah. Hey, hey. Toronto, I need you to sing this word for word. 
And then the biggie. The biggie was insane. Get faster now. R.I.P. I don't know what. This is a place of crazy people. That was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> Damn, so part of that was crazy. Oh, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. Oh, I love this track. That was you. Yeah, Mob Deep. Mob Deep, yeah. Even now when I watch this, I sweat. Right now, who got it right now? And it's the crowd for me, like... That energy, even the people just chilling in the back, just energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord, you go down cancel? Yo, Egan even went crazy, man. It's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Cable tennis puffy artist, eh? You see, I had my laptop lined up with uh, crates. So if I go in on a bad man road, you were ready. One, two, three. Nineties dance, oh, I'm mm -mm. telling you. Scratch man, thank you so much for this. This, if anybody's looking for this video, it's on Scratch's YouTube, hundred yep. percent. The link is below in this video. I've put a link to your Instagram and your YouTube. So again, thank you so much, man. Everybody can right. check out that video. Check out yourself. Love you, man. We're going to talk soon. Maybe we'll have Take to gaff care. about R. Kelly eh? because there's some things going on there. Okay? We're going to talk again. <laughs> have a good day. All Bless right. you, everybody. See you all next week. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.